The New York Giants and Detroit Lions kick off their respective preseason opener on Friday after two joint practices. Who are some of the Giant players that the Lions might have their eye on? And who are some of the Lions players that the Giants might have their eye on? Locked on Lions host Matt Derry and I break it all down for you coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and hello, Detroit Lion fans, and welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked On Giants and Locked On Lions. You got Patricia Trainer, your host of Locked On Giants, Matt Derry, your host of Locked On Lions. And folks, we didn't have to do a crossover, but we said, why not? There's preseason football coming up, <laughs> and uh, we are going to talk about some of the players, and the, plus the, the Lions and the Giants have been practicing the last couple of days out in Allen Park, Michigan. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and just kind of get you ready for the next closest thing to fo- real football. Even though it's exhibition, it's getting close to real football. And I know I'm excited. Matt is excited. And we're excited to have you with us. Today's special cr- crossover episode of Locked on Giants and Locked on Lions is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go ahead and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Matt, how excited are you that we're finally getting real football? Uh, Patricia, it's been great this week. Uh, certainly getting another team in the mix here, uh, your team, the Giants, into, like you said, the Allen Park facility. And as I like to call it, 222 Rod Wood Drive down there. The Lions really dominate Tuesday. And then the Giants come back with, with, with Danny Dimes on Wednesday and really kind of pulverize the Lions defense. So it's a good showing. It's a good opportunity to see where you are because a lot of the regulars, at least for the Lions, probably I don't think will play much, if at all, uh, on Friday night. Yeah, and it's the same thing for the Giants. I'm not anticipating that the starters will play. We'll probably see more rookies, about a dozen or so rookies. But, you know, Matt, I want to talk about some of the players. uh, And we'll start with with the Lions, you know, because these two teams obviously having a chance up close and personal to look at each other. The Lions are going to make some cuts, you know, final cut down date. Who might be some of the guys that you think are going to become available that the Giants maybe are keeping an eye on or would fit the Giants? Well, let's start here. Uh, This morning, um, or at least on Thursday morning, uh, the Lions are letting Logan Stenberg go. Now, this was a guy that was um, a mid-round offensive lineman draft pick from the previous regime in Bob Quinn, uh, who was somebody that when when the Lions got him, they said he's a little bit raw, but he's real dirty and nasty, and he's going to be a part of the offensive line probably for years to come. Once he develops, it never happened. Quinn was fired. Uh, Brad Holmes came in and, and, and to Brad's credit, he didn't just broom out every Bob Quinn draft pick. He's kept some players around, but now with Teddy Bridgewater coming aboard, the Lions had to make a roster cut and Logan Stenberg, who's still young, still maybe uh, could, could latch on somewhere else as a backup offensive lineman is available. So that's a guy to keep in mind. I don't know what the giant situation is. We're going to talk about this because I have somebody on the uh, in mind for the Lions that, that you guys might let go. Um, another name to watch is Julian O'Quara, uh, Romeo's brother, or the Lions got Romeo from the Giants years ago. 
Um, but this is a guy that kind of is caught in a numbers game. Another Bob Quinn draft pick from that last draft. There's only two left now um, uh, from Quinn's last draft before Holmes took over. Jonah Jackson, who's a stud left guard, and Julian O'Quara, who's a defensive end, hybrid linebacker, pass rusher. I think there's a good chance the Lions let him go. It's just it's a numbers game. You can't have too many edges and linebackers on the field at one time. There's guys way ahead of him right now, and I think his roster spot is in trouble. This is a kid out of Notre Dame, third-round pick years ago, that I think uh, somebody will pick up. And Okwara, of course, playing a position that, in my opinion at any rate, the Giants could definitely use some help with. You know, they've got basically the same cast of characters as as they did last year at outside linebacker. And I'm, I've always been saying, you know, since basically the spring, that I'm concerned about the depth behind starters Kayvon Thibodeau and o- Aziz Ojolari. So that would certainly be a guy to keep an eye on. And Matt, you know, the two teams, like I said, they scrimmaged this week against each other. They practiced against each other. Um, from your perspective, what did you see from the Giants that, you know, maybe is different? Because these two teams did meet last year. How different do they look um, based on what you saw? Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Um, you know, it is just practice. <laughs> okay, they're not going after the quarterback. They are trying to rush and get to him, but they can't touch him. So there's things that come into play. But the one thing that I saw, at least in, in, in talking to some people about Wednesday's practice, was the the, the uh, improvement of Daniel Jones, at least throwing the football. Uh, we knew last year when these two teams played, and I, I was a little bit surprised. I knew the Lions would win one of those two games uh, in New Jersey, whether it was the Jets or Giants. They played them both. I didn't think the Lions would win both, and they did. But I was surprised at how physical the Lions were with the Giants and how much they pushed them around that day. You knew that was not going to happen again uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, both days. Um, I thought, like I said, Jones on Wednesday did his thing. Uh, he had open receivers that he missed on Tuesday, but on Wednesday he was better. Um, and I thought Panay Sewell, to be quite honest with you, did a great job against Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, Lions could have taken Thibodeau. Instead, they took Aiden Hutchinson, and I think they're happy with with where they are. What about you? I know, I know I, were you concerned about Tuesday showing and are you feeling better about Wednesday showing? Truth be told, I wasn't concerned about Tuesday showing because look, everybody has a bad day at the office Yeah, and the giants had been looking really good in the first 10 practices of the summer. And even going back to, to OTAs, they had been looking a lot different, you know, year two, the system across the board. And, you know, when, when I, heard about the bad practice i thought okay you know what everybody has a bad day at the office and look it's an opportunity for the coaches to teach because if you're not making mistakes what are you what are you doing what are you going to correct you know you can't be yeah. perfect all the time so no me personally i was not you know <laughs> concerned about it i know some Overre- of my listeners weren't were overreacting like the rest some, of, the some of my listeners were and some of the you know i had a couple of lions fans come on the channel and and say ha ha we owned your butt you know yeah. so but it's like you know look it's just practice and everything like that and it was a good opportunity you know dan campbell the head coach and brian dable the giants head coach they were on the miami staff together mm-hmm. and as you know and and maybe a lot of your your listeners know Dan Campbell actually started out with the Giants as a tight end way back in the day. I yeah. covered him back in the day. He wasn't quite as 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 animated as he Eccentric. is today. He was kind of <laughs> quiet into himself back then. Yeah. But uh, he, he he's a great guy. I mean, I, I was I was just 
surprised that he actually remembered me when I reached out to him. And he goes, yeah, of course I remember you. So just a really it. super guy. And here's, right. the other, here's the other thing too, uh, Patricia, about, about these practices. Um, what was interesting is, you know, the Peter Kings of the world, Mike Tarico, Jake Laser, Andrew Siciliano, there were, there were big names and a lot of national people at, at the practices. Um, and the Lions have not in years had this much of a national following. Peter Schrager is going to be hosting a DetroitLions.com special uh, broadcast of Friday's game on the Lions website. So if the Giant fans want a little a different kind of feel, it's just the, the, the buzz and what's going on in Allen Park right now is, is beyond words. So uh, a lot of eyes were on these two days, Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, that's great. I mean, the Lions have been downtrodden for a number of years. The Giant fans can probably relate to that too, you know, for the last 10 years. So it's nice to see both teams on the rise, definitely, you know, moving forward, even though, again, this is just preseason, but there's a lot of buzz around the Giants. There's a lot of buzz about around the line. All right. Coming up next, we're going to flip the script. I'm going to give Matt some Giant players that maybe will become available that they want to keep an eye on. And uh, then we will just spin ahead in the third segment to the preseason game, what to watch, what we're going to be watching. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. All right, we have more coming up for you on this special crossover edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Lions podcast. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, right? So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I myself have used LinkedIn Jobs to find aspiring writers for Giants Country, the site I run over on SI's Fan Nation, and the process is not only super easy, but a big time saver. Simply add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize whom you'd like to interview and hire. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads. Put LinkedIn Jobs to work to you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that link is linkedin.com slash NFL. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the crossover edition, Locked On Giants, Locked On Lions. I'm Patricia Trainer, the host of Locked On Giants. He is Matt Derry, host of Locked On Lions. We're glad to have you in with us. And a special shout out to all our everydayers. And of course, to our newcomers. We all are always getting newcomers in here. And everybody in between, we appreciate you for tuning in and supporting the Locked On Giants and Locked On Lions podcast. And Matt, you're on deck. Who do you want to know about on the Giants for the Lions? Well, let, let me let's start here, uh, Patricia, because I think I mentioned before about Stenberg. So the Lions' depth on the offensive line, while their starters are fantastic and they're sixth man, I guess you could say, if you want to use a basketball term, and Graham Glasgow, they're very comfortable with. Uh, they're looking around. I was going to ask you about Matt uh, Matt Peart, if I'm pronouncing that properly. Um, a guy that I know was what a third round pick years ago, kind of on the bubble. What's what's the story? And, yeah, and the Matt Lions Parrott, looking at him. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the story with Matt Parrott is he was drafted by the previous regime, the Dave Gettleman regime, um, out of UConn. They 
were eyeing him to be the starting right tackle. And then, you know, slow development, and then he got injured and they decided to just kind of move on. So now the best that he can hope for is the swing tackle position. But the problem that he's facing is that the Giants have a guy by the name of Tyree Phillips on the roster who can not only play tackle, but can play guard. So if you've got a guy who could play two positions versus got one that could play one, that's not in your favor necessarily. So Matt Paird, interestingly enough, will probably get the start at right tackle because Evan Neal, um, he's in the concussion protocol. Not that he would have played anyway, because I don't yeah. think Dable is going to be playing any of the starters, but he's a guy, you know, that will probably get a, a lot of snaps that I'm sure the Lions will be keeping an eye on. Yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, I I think Detroit is searching for some backup O linemen. I I don't think they're comfortable with what they have. A guy like Matt Nelson that they had they've had the last couple of years is fine, but uh, they just uh, they just brought in some others uh, recently to give them a shot. But that's that's one that's interesting. Who else is uh, who else is on the bubble? You think that maybe we could pounce on? You need cornerbacks. Well, not uh, not Amani or Ruarie. No. no. <laughs> No, I don't. I, I mean, he might make it. I mean, I don't know. But uh, there's a couple guys that that maybe might be on the bubble. One would be Rodarius Williams. He's a guy who was, a, I believe he was either a sixth or a seventh round draft pick a few years ago. Kind of fell out of favor towards the end of last year with his coaching staff after that Dallas Thanksgiving game. Um, and wasn't really hurt from again. I And I was surprised, quite honestly, that he made it to training camp. So he's a guy that maybe is going to be, you know, on the bubble or is on the bubble. Another guy, and, I, you know, some of my listeners are going to just, you know, say, why do you keep picking on this guy? But it's nothing personal. And that's Darnay Holmes, our slot cornerback. Yeah. Darnay Holmes has a nearly $3 million cap hit. And just watching the Giants in practice, it seems to me that they're going to gravitate more towards a committee approach at that slot cornerback position. They have guys that can do it. So, you know, Holmes is not a bad player. The problem with him last year is that he was a little too handsy, and I think he led the Giants in penalties. So he's a guy that, you know, he's a fighter. He's scrappy, you know, but uh, I question whether he's going to make it, you know, make the final cut. What's the uh, what's the status of Khalil Pimpleton, our buddy from here in Michigan? Yeah. Uh, Central Michigan guy. Lions liked him last year, didn't make it. Uh, what's his status? I think he's on the bubble, too. The Giants have a gazillion receivers, <laughs> different skill sets, um, different uh, backgrounds. Um, interestingly enough, I think it was this past week, General Manager Joe Shane said that Wandale Robinson, who has been on PUP, could be activated within the next week and a half. So now all of a sudden, you've got a log jam at, mm -hmm. at receiver and, and the Giants receivers, the slots are filling up. So there might not be room for Khalil Pimpleton. I think the biggest problem with him from what I've seen is that, you know, he's an excellent return man and I'd love to see him get a chance at returner, but as a receiver doesn't really give you a whole lot because he's inconsistent with his hands. So, you know, I, I don't think he's going to make this roster. It's interesting. The, the Lions, I mean, depth is, is an issue now at wide receiver, but Jamison Williams will be back in week seven. So he's out there practicing now. It's just a suspension that obviously is going to start week one. 
Um, Jameer Gibbs has been playing both at running back and at receiver. And this kid, Dylan Drummond from Eastern Michigan is coming on. So it went from a couple of weeks ago going, uh-oh, Tom Kennedy got hurt. Trinity Benson got hurt. They probably need to add another receiver. They go get Denzel Mims from the Jets, who you know. And now it may, even if Pimpleton became available, I don't know if the Lions would would reconsider picking him up unless it was some sort of injury. But again, we got three preseason games to play. It's a long way to go, but some interesting names that you threw out there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then I'm just trying to think who else, you know, defensive line, the Giants are a little thin on because of injuries. So I don't know if the Lions have anybody that, you know, they might be looking to, to move on from there. Um, we do have your, your former, I think he was a former pick, uh, Sean Robinson, I think, got yeah. to start there. Yeah. So, you know, but he's been, you know, banged up. He, he got it. I mean, lately he's been he's been practicing, but he started off, you know, uh, with an injury. Uh, and then I'm just try, trying to think who else. I mean, running back, we might have an extra running back, but I think the Lions are pretty set there. Yeah. Um, tight ends, we may have extra tight ends if you, but I, I believe you guys are set it there as well, right? Well, I mean, I think right now, uh, Sam Laporte is really coming on. That's obviously a second round pick that's going to play a ton and probably start. I mentioned on Wednesday's show, uh, he's just been tremendous so far, and Brock Wright's coming back. But, but, I still think they would like to add a fourth one, have somebody, whether it's practice squad or whatever, um, after the injury to uh, Shane Zilstra. So it's a possibility. Uh, log jam there. Uh, you got you got well, a couple of really good ones right now. Yeah, we've got Waller and we've got Bellinger. And I think Lawrence Cager is going to probably be that third guy. Um, that would leave guys like Chris Myrick, Tommy Sweeney, who's, a, who's purely a blocker. Uh, they got a kid by the name of Ryan Jones. So maybe there's somebody there to be had, depending on what it is the Lions want in their tight end. Yeah. Well, as you know, with Dan Campbell, I think they want to carry as a former tight end four in some capacity, whether it's three on the active roster or a fourth with, with practice squad. Jason Cabindel, a fullback they love, could play there if they need it in an emergency. But uh, those are some good names. I think uh, – these two teams, you know, Patricia really kind of play similar styles. They both want to kind of smash it and throw double tight ends in there on occasion. So um, I thought that that was a good matchup for preseason and, you know, joint practices to get these two teams together for sure. Yes, definitely. All right. Now, coming up next, we're going to give it you guys and gals what we'll be watching on Friday night when the Lions host the New York Giants. Don't go anywhere. Giant fans, Lion fans, you got Patricia Trena and Nat Derry. We are doing a special crossover show talking about the Giants and Lions who just finished two days of joint practices. They face each other Friday night in Detroit. And Matt, what are you, some of the things you are going to be looking for? Uh, you know, obviously no game planning, going to be yeah. very vanilla, but what are some of the things you are most interested to see, whether it be a position battle or maybe a change or something of that effect? Well, like I said, I mean, I think this is the best roster they've had in years. And I think that they're going to be very, very safe with most of their regulars. Uh, Frank Rag, now their starting center has been gone for a while now. Um, uh, you know, you're not going to play any, any guys that are, I think, big names at all. The one big name I think you will see is Jamison Williams based on the fact that, again, he's going to miss the first six weeks due to the gambling suspension. <clears throat> and I would anticipate, Patricia, that he's the, the showcase. He's the showpiece for these preseason games, at least the first couple. 
So I'm looking for James Williams to play really, really well, especially if the Giants don't play some of their regulars. And it'd be kind of ironic to have Jamison going, uh, Jamo going up against Oruwarie, who, of course, had such a bad year with the Lions <clears throat> last year. So that's something to watch. And two other names I'll give you uh, the Starling Thomas Stephen Gilmore battle for one of the last cornerback spots has been very entertaining and intriguing throughout training camp. Uh, Thomas, undrafted rookie, same with Gilmore. But Starling Thomas has been, an, has been a guy that's really come on. So I'll be very interested in seeing how that goes uh, and how he plays because he's fighting for a roster spot. Seventh-round pick Chase Lucas from a couple of years ago could be somebody available because if Thomas and Gilmore are better, Brad Holmes is going to go with the better guy. So that's something to keep an eye on. Nate Sudfeld backup quarterback spot. Teddy Bridgewater is coming in next week to basically take Sudfeld's job. He's going to play a ton. And if he's god-awful, it will just kind of cement the fact that Bridgewater's there and Sudfeld will be the number three. So I'll be interested in seeing how he does. Uh, how about you? What's What are you looking for with the Giants? Oh, gosh, where do I start? I mean, obviously the Giants, I would have liked to have seen the starting offensive line, but I don't think they're going to play, like I said. So the depth, you know, because they, they, they knew, do need to sort that out. You know, like I said, is it going to be Matt Paired over Tyree Phillips or, or vice versa? You know, what are they going to do for backup center? Is that going to be Ben Bredesen or is it, you know, going to be, you know, Shane Lemieux? So you've got some battles going on there. But the other things that I'm looking at, particularly um, who's going to be the punt returner? The Giants haven't had any kind of stability at punt returner mm. in quite some time. They're going to try Eric Gray, their rookie running back at that position. So he's going to get a crack at that kickoff returner. You know, I think he's going to get a crack at that as well. But, you know, with this new kickoff rule, it's like, you know, who cares at this point? <laughs> um, I'm also curious to see the depth at outside linebacker. As I mentioned, you know, it's Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari and basically, okay, who's behind them? You know, you've got Jihad Ward, who's a veteran. He's going to be on this team as long as Wink Martindale is, on the, you know, is the defensive coordinator. But what about the young guys behind them? Can they, you know, step up? And they have some intriguing guys there. But inside linebackers, another position where I think they're going to get a good good test, especially if Gibbs plays um, in this game. Because, you know, it's going to be Bobby Okereke as their starter. I don't think Bobby's going to play in Friday night's game. But who of Darian Beavers and Micah McFadden, who are the two main competitors for that ILB2 position, which one of them is going to step up and get that job? So that's going to be curious, you know, interesting to see. You know, depth at cornerback, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I have a rough idea, and I feel better about the depth at cornerback than I did at the start of camp. And then, you know, the the only other position maybe, you know, is wide receiver, how the bottom of that, that depth chart is going to play out. But, again, with these guys coming back off a of pup, there may not be a whole lot of room for additional guys to make the, the roster. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. Hodgins, you've got Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, um, Jalen Hyatt is four. Uh, Sterling Shepard will probably make the roster. He would be five. If Wandale Robinson comes back, he would be six. So if you're keeping seven receivers, who's going to be the seventh? You know, is it going to be a guy like Colin Johnson, who I would love to see get a, a spot on the roster, but I don't know if they're going to be able to fit him. So, those are some of the battles I'm looking forward to seeing. And above all, please, no injuries. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, the Lions got a scare with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, like second day of training camp where he has planted his leg. And luckily it was, 
it was very minor. So I'm with you on that. I love the name you mentioned, Micah McFadden. I was a big fan of his at Indiana and uh, hope he gets uh, some more opportunities with the Giants for sure. Yeah, I mean, they've got to resolve that that second position right now. It's, it's McFadden versus Beavers. Beavers was on his way to winning that job, I think, last year, and then he tore his ACL. So, you know, the two of them competing. I think Beavers probably has a slight advantage over McFadden. He's a little bit more, you know, um, athletic, but we'll see if it how it plays out because there's a lot of preseason to go. And on no that question. note, Matt, I'm excited. We get things started on Friday yes. with the games. Want to thank you for coming on, and uh, this was fun. We'll and uh, you know always always a pleasure to catch up. Oh, always great to uh, talk to you as well, Patricia. I know we you and I talked last year. We we're both a little bit surprised at how how well the Lions dominated the Giants. Obviously, this game does not count. Like you mm -hmm. said, no injuries, and uh, we'll see uh, we'll see how this thing goes. And hopefully, everybody comes out unscathed on the health front and. Um, these are going to be two teams that, that are obviously fighting for the playoffs. Lions feel like they're going to win the North. And I know the Giants feel like, uh, you know, building off of what they did last year. They had a great year last year. That was impressive what Brian Dable did. Yeah, it was surprising, you know, and, and now it's like, okay, what do they do for an encore? And we're going to find out. Um, the Giants opened their regular season September 10th against the Cowboys Sunday night football so, uh, and, and the Lions, I believe, had the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken, That's right? That's correct. Thursday night football. Thursday You'll be watching. Football. So two prime spots <laughs> for, for, for these two upstart teams, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, Giant fans, Lion fans, that's going to do it for this special crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Lions. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, check us out. Again, I'm Patricia Trainer, host of Locked on Giants. He is Matt Derry, host of Locked on Lions. We appreciate you, everybody, and we will see you again soon. <laughs>